0: All right. Welcome to the Peregrine Podcast. This is episode four. As we record here today, we are back. This is the second week of school. Uh, I'm John McCord. I'm
1: Nori Mueller. Hello, hello.
0: (laughs) This is a a very official episode here. This is actually going to be a brief reflection on community training, some of the themes that we heard, some of the, the big ideas that came up. Uh, it was funny for, for us. I don't know what y'all did the week between community training and the first week of school, but we ended up going to the beach with some friends and I was assailed on the topic of beauty while, uh, in theory on vacation, but it got out that I said something like beauty isn't subjective. So this whole podcast isn't going to be about that, but we had some, some other ideas that came up. So, uh, that's kind of all we're going to do today, and we will have a list of actually quite a few guests coming up here in the future from, from all kinds of fields. So excited about that, but we did want to get a new episode out today. So how about you, Nora? You had uh, thoughts from community training, big things that you took away?
1: Okay, so I spoke at community training.
0: You did. You did a great job.
1: Thanks. Um, yeah, I, that was... I, that was different. Um, I mean, I spoke before. The last time I spoke was more of a, I have a new job, and it felt more like a presentation. This one felt a bit more personal. Um, and I appreciated everyone who had kind things to say. Uh, but I still am just don't, not even sure what I said, and I will not listen to it. So <laughs> there's this funny thing that happens. So I don't know if that happens to you, but mm-hmm. when I speak... Like, I don't know if I practice too much or maybe it's just the Holy Spirit being very kind, kind of like birth. Like, if you ask women, Mm. how was that? Like, maybe six months after, it's kind of foggy. But uh, for me, it was kind of like that with speaking. I was like, wait, what did I just say? Um, So, yeah, thanks to everyone who listened and had kind things to say. John also spoke. Great. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. I mean, I feel like when you talk, I don't have, I have a bad, I'm like, I don't know what you're saying. I've already heard it before. Um, not uh, saying I don't need to hear it again. Sure, I do. Sure, sure. but um, it was it, great.
0: It's a joke I, I have with myself. Is I really only have like two things to say, and then you just you know give different examples, hopefully. But yeah. but I, that's okay. Your are
1: always on point. They're great. Yeah, it good. I loved Mrs. Check's art reflection mm-hmm, time. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought it was beautifully done, and I really enjoyed that. And there were we don't have to talk about every breakout session, but. Yeah. I definitely
0: went to a couple that were really,
1: really well done. I hated that we didn't record them. Yeah. John,
0: do everything. I know. Also, (laughs) could we run five cameras simultaneously? (laughs) No, it's true. It's, it's, uh, I will say it's, it's a fun, it's a fun, crazy two days. But to your point about speaking, like I, somebody came up to me after one of the talks and was like, I really appreciated that thing you said about such and such. And I was like, wait, what did I say about that? Because yeah it it, it does kind of come out in the moment there's a lot of practice obviously that does go into it but there are little things like one thing that really annoyed me so I'm going to say it because I forgot to say it which is funny the the last slide of my second talk was uh, Doug Apicella and I after riding up Paris mountain yeah. and the slide said look down and look around and I and I I said the look down part, like when things get hard, don't try to look, you know, 20 yeah, miles off. But I like forgot that. the look around bit, which is this quote I, I read um, in an article not too long ago. And it just said friends do hard things together. And that mm. was the look around part was mm. like you, you are going to need to be in a community of people who – um, encourage you and challenge you and, and, you know, say, yeah, it's hard, but we're in this together. Right. And so I, I was like kicking myself cause it was one of those things, like it was on the slide, it was in the picture, you know, and I'd practiced yeah. it, but anyway, and, and it's, it was deeply humbling and it, it took me hours and hours and maybe a couple days to like kind of get over that and Obviously i'm not really over it that. i know i are not
1: talking about it at all
0: that's right, right. so that's so. my attempt to say i'll just say that <laughs> friends do hard things together the and I, I think it's will true where
1: john fixes everything that he said incorrectly that's what this really
0: is that's, that's right that's, that's right
1: that's really good look around yeah
0: so that was cool. that was the attempt but yeah it's 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 uh it's hard i'll say like each year you know we we try to, to have a, a mixture of, on the one hand, like things that go along with a general topic or theme, right? So, um, uh, you know, order, or in this case, it was uh, form or imitation, yes. pardon me. Yes. Um, but then the breakouts, I, I think this was the most diverse range of breakouts. And, and I'll just say, like, if, if you get asked to do a breakout, I pray and I hope that we'll continue to be a community where, like, anybody can kind of step up and right. feel like, man, I've got stuff to share, whether it's um, I've heard so much about Ginger Friesen's talk on like poetry and memorization. So it's like that may not seem like fancy to you. And I'm going to throw Ginger out here because she was like, what do I have to offer? You know, or Marion Gillespie, same thing. And it's like all these amazing, sweet, great women, um, you know, in particular. But also, you know, Ben Wallace said that as a board member, like, oh, I don't have enough content for Breakout. And it's like,
1: <laughs> Ben's talk. I was like, dude, what are you doing? sit down i have to go after you <laughs> that's right like, that was but it was really
0: great and, and it's like it's it's a it's a funny thing i've learned is like it's very humbling i think to be surrounded by thoughtful you know courageous vulnerable you know people who are sharing their stories or what they've learned mm-hmm. um but like the the crazy thing is like you're you're in that community too right so like if we're asking you, whoever whoever's listening, and I'm saying this too, right? If we're asking you to present, that's because we really believe you have something to share. Yeah. And it's it's all the greater, I mean, honestly, right? It's all the greater when you do feel like, are you serious? You want me to share? You know, it's, it's. Um, I always say to the students, like, it's in church history, you kind of realize, like, all the best bishops, like, you know, Augustine or uh, uh, uh Shoot, there's one of the Eastern Orthodox fathers. Sorry. (laughs) Anyway, the Cappadocian fathers. I can't remember which one of them. But anyway, Gregory of Nazianzus, I think, is who it was. Anyway, he famously kind of literally literally got dragged into the church to get coronated Mm. as bishop, you know, because he just so didn't see himself as worthy. And I think that's a beautiful thing. But I I think also sometimes we can take it too far, right, where we're actually, like, denying God's gifts Mm -hmm. of, like, no, 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 like, the, the Lord has equipped you, and he has given you wisdom and experience, and mm-hmm. you're called in community in the body of Christ to, like, share that with other people. Um, and so in sharing that, I think you actually empower and encourage other people because they realize, like, oh, you, you don't have to be like this or like that. You can just be, you know, be right. you, so to speak.
1: Yeah, I heard a parent who has been here, I think, nine years, and— That kind of narrows it down, but...
0: uh, (laughs) (laughs) There's tons of that. Anyway,
1: um, yeah, they said that this was the best training that they've been to. Mm -hmm. And I've been thinking about, like, why? Like, why did you say that? And I I also thought about, wow, yeah, if you come to nine trainings, you really have heard... I think you've heard everything that (laughs) we say. So we are just kind of saying it in a new way. But I think it was... Their response to me saying that, I think, was something like just it integrated so well. Mm-hmm. It seems like mm-hmm. the themes mm-hmm. were really brought out because yeah. so many people were touching on it, not having talked to each other. Just that's how it went. Yeah. Um, so thanks be to God for that. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. And I think like a part of that, too, I would say from kind of my my position is like, hopefully, as we build a culture, everything, you know, and we, we talk about this a lot in the athletics, you know, component of it is as a as a coach both of us as coaches nori as an athletic director like we 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 want there to be certain ways that here's how i would say it like we want to hate losing Mm -hmm. so to speak (laughs) like we want to win we want to compete and yet we also don't want winning to be the ultimate thing so to speak right like at the end of the day uh if you cheat to win for example like that that would be um that would that would not be good Um, And so as you build a culture, in one sense, we should kind of be reading from the same playbook um, um, in the right ways, I think. And and that goes into our whole admissions process and, you know, how we bring people in. And um, I always joke in open houses that like if looking at a piece of art or reading Socrates or something seems like a waste of time to you, uh, this probably is not the school for you. You know, and it's like that I I think in cool ways starts to bear fruit when you realize like, oh, man, these are people who are again, pursuing something good together, but right. that good thing is often hard. You right. know, it'll, it'll cost you your life. Right. Um, and,
1: and if looking at a piece of art is not like the first thing you would choose, that's okay too. Yeah. So, like just to the other side of the coin of that, of like, I have a husband who...
0: <laughs> he Charlie loves picture study. He has told me how much he loves it.
1: <laughs> who may not find picture study to be like his thing, and yet, uh, fourth year here, I think that he is beginning to see in our kids, like, oh, wow, there's really value in them. Even just our, uh, my first grader, do I have a first grader? Yes. Looking at the picture last week for one minute of silence, mm. that's a big deal for her mm-hmm. to be quiet for a minute. And just him being able to kind of see that, and mm-hmm. I think it starts mm-hmm. to change his mind about, yeah. but yeah, that thing that maybe isn't his favorite for it, mm-hmm. is still of value and has a
0: place. So, mm. um, yeah. It reminds me of a question somebody asked me the other day. They said something like, well, how do you, which I think is a great question, like, how do you know if something's a great book, right? Or, again, great piece of art or whatever right. it is, mm-hmm. right? Or, again, how do we know that something's worth your time? Right. Latin or, again, a sport or whatever it is. And it seems to me that eventually what you're going to come down to is you're going to have to come down to some kind of an appeal to authority, like... Um, you know, I should throw X number of pitches because Coach Mueller says so. Well, how does she know? Because she was taught. She she learned. You know like she's a master. Um, I think C.S. Lewis has this funny phrase where uh, "those who know," I think, is what he says. And so, at some point, you're kind of saying like, I want to listen to those who know. And um, m- maybe if I could put it this way, to be in a community is to esteem. Relatively speaking, to esteem the same people as those who know, right. you know, and it's like, does that mean like C.S. Lewis knows everything? No, not at all. But he—he's a guy we respect, or Tolkien, or again, or Cory mm-hmm. Ten Boom, or Saint Augustine, or you know, Thomas Aquinas, or something. It's, it's not to say that everything they say everywhere is correct, but it's—it's it's a path that says like these are our authorities, mm-hmm. right? And ultimately, the authority is like Christ Himself. But he has spoken through the prophets, right? And he's spoken through the Psalms, and he's spoken through the Law, and 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 we have these authorities that say like, um, this is what it means to live well, or or this is how you cultivate or live live uh, a life that is is worthy of the God who created you. So, um, it, it is fun to go to training and again hear different talks, you know, memorizing poetry. Like, how many teacher training sessions do you think? happened in the county of greenville on the importance of memorizing poetry you know not many yeah it's one right right yeah. and so that's i don't know i think part of that it's it's funny I, I i think as a guy who loves languages like i embrace being weird um in that sense but i it's it's not something we're trying to do like we We don't want to be the only people who care about these things, but but we definitely can embrace it and say, "Man, these things are good," not because everybody's doing them. It's not like a democratic appeal in that sense, but it's just a hey, people who know say that there are beautiful things that you should write on your heart and that they'll change your life. So,
1: yeah, um. I was thinking about that yesterday about people, um, just about social media and how I probably shouldn't have an Instagram account because all the people who I who are like on earth humans that i respect the most and i just admire them i'm like oh yeah they don't have a social media account what does that say you know they're the ones who know something about life and they're not on there um what can i gather from that anyway just
0: yeah no, that's a good point well then there was a topic that came up kind of tangentially in one sense, and I think it was like one little point, but you wanted to talk about it which was the idea of rest.
1: No, I did not want to talk about it. Oh, sorry. And so if you you want to talk about something with John or not talk about, that's what I should say, if you don't want to talk about something with John, don't ever mention it to John because then he'll want to record you while you talk about that thing that you don't want to talk about.
0: That's true. And so what what was the thing that you don't want to talk about?
1: It's rest. Rest, Rest. that's right. That's right.
0: So... Yeah, so I think in the context, just to set it up, I think how it came up was in the idea of imitation. One of the things that I wanted to say is uh, that, that what we don't want to do, and I think what, what is inhuman, inhumane to do, is to like read a book or go to some like talk or whatever, you know, TED talk or something, or give a talk. Where it's like, here are the 17 steps you can take to, yeah, whatever, be a better person, whatever it is. That kind of like self help nonsense. Um, so, so in that context, I think I said something like, repent and rest. I think was the was like mm-hmm. that particular slide right. it was like, you know, go to Jesus and He will give you rest, and then, and then you said.
1: I don't, I don't remember that happening. <laughs> this is great. <laughs> what I remember is after the weekend, John sending a text to all the admin people. Y'all have a great week because we have a week before school starts. Right. Get some rest. And, like, I read that and wanted to cry because I'd rather do work. Like, now let's work. We just learned about, like, we have so many things going on and so much thought processing, and let's just go for it. And, um. Yeah, that's, that's how it kind of began. But, I mean, maybe there was a slide I probably wasn't paying good oh, enough attention that's funny. to.
0: You, so. <laughs> no, I assumed I, I assume you went through my, Well, okay, so that's why I wanted to have it as a dialogue because one of the things that I've learned is that it's really helpful to talk. Um, and I, I experience that every day, obviously in class, you know, going back and forth and defining terms. Uh, so rest. So in the context of, I think, Biblically is where I'll try to root it
1: Okay.
0: first is this idea that we see from the very beginning in Genesis 1 that God is ordering the world. Mm-hmm. And not only does he order the world, world physically, but he also orders the world um, temporally, right? So he has days of work and then he has a day of rest. And... We we can't tease out you know seventy thousand pages on rest here today, but I think one of the things that we could first assert that maybe resonates or might resonate or challenge some of us is this idea that like well God doesn't rest because He's exhausted and He couldn't do more.
1: Mm. Okay,
0: does that kind of make sense? Yeah, like He's not like collapsed like dead in a chair so to speak, and is like He if... doesn't
1: need to rest. Mm. Okay,
0: so that's I think that's where it starts to get really <laughs> interesting. Is so I'm going to – I, I want to try to say this clearly and well. So one of the things that I think Paul teaches in Colossians is that – and we say this in the creed – that everything was created by Christ, and in him it holds together. And so the, the way I try to explain it to the students is that when, when I teach, like, ancient history, because this comes up a lot, is um, – I think what the church believes and I think what the the Jews believe is that God, Godness, if I can put it this way, is woven. It is the actual fabric of all that exists. Mm -hmm. So, so like in, in barbecue club, our, our proverb for barbecue club is it's a metaphor. And what I mean by that is like everything that exists, we see God in it. I'm not saying like we worship, you know, the bees or something like that. They're not saying that trees equal God or that fire equals God, Mm -hmm. but rather that everything that exists speaks to um, what God is like. And that if we look and if we have ears and we observe, we could see, for example, how snow is like forgiveness, right? Your sins will be made whiter than snow or how sin is like the color blood red. Mm-hmm. and And there's that great Christmas song, um, the Holly and the Ivy me, the holly and the ivy. Mm-hmm. and if you if you listen to that song, if you don't have a poet's heart, if I can put it that way like it it's just like nonsense words, mm-hmm. right like the the running of the deer and the like what in the world are we talking about and what the poet I think is saying there is that again like, just walking through the woods, you just you can see the gospel if you can see the gospel.
1: If you have eyes to see, right? It.
0: If you have eyes to see, okay. And so, so all that to say is, so when we think of, for example, rest Sabbath, does God need Sabbath? Well, again, I don't think He needs it, for example, in the sense of like, oh, I couldn't lift another finger; I'm exhausted. Sure. But I think God needs it in the sense that it is it is in accord with His nature. Hmm. So. so then, if we took it and we looked at ourselves as people, as humans made in His image, we would say, "Do I do I need Sabbath? Did I did I need to take a day off in the sense that I couldn't have responded to another email or I couldn't have planned another lesson?" No, that's not that's not what we mean by rest. What we mean is we we, we mean to say that there's something in not doing, there's something in resting mm-hmm. that is actually godly or godlike and again for some of us that can become um that can become we don't work we rest all the time i believe that's actually ungodly okay for some of us we might go uh, i work all the time and i never rest and i think those are two ditches or like that we it would fall be
1: into. harder work to rest yeah <laughs> than work yeah like what i don't that's kind of the I don't know, like a practical question about it is like, how, how do you turn your brain off or where, I guess it takes work to discover things that help me stop working. Yeah. It is easier in a sense Uh, people ask me that question a lot. Oh, how do you do? You do so many things. And I, what I really want to say is not it's easy, but like, yeah, that's my nature that is the easier thing to mm-hmm. just work and work and work mm-hmm. for me. Mm-hmm. Um, to act, to rest, it would be like more of a compliment if they were like, hey, you rested. Because mm-hmm. uh, that's actually harder for me to mm-hmm. do. Um, and it's funny because I married someone who I would say is <laughs> very good at resting. Okay. <laughs> like, uh, he, uh, Charlie is a really hard worker, but he's really good at like, and now I'm, I'm going to take a rest yeah. and take a break. He really can like, turn his brain off and away from things. Mm -hmm. Um, So, yeah.
0: I do. I I mean, I think there are challenges. I mean, I I don't think that, you know, it's new to to have the temptation of like working all the time. Like in uh, Israel, I think when you read the Old Testament, you constantly see that challenge of like working nonstop and and not trusting the Lord. I mean, there's an agricultural society, right? So you're, you know, in a very real sense, you're working to eat. You know, and yeah. I think we see that, again, in manna, right? The manna in right. the wilderness of, like, uh, don't don't hoard stuff up. Trust God each day, mm-hmm. right? And and only on uh, Friday, right? Are you able to take a double portion? And immediately, I mean, it's so funny when you think about this, but, like, immediately the children of Israel, like, don't trust God for the next day. They start to hoard things right. and, you know, like, pestilence breaks out. And, yeah. like, I think, I, I think you're you're normal i think i think it's a normal human thing to think i need to do something right i you know again uh, and not to bring it back to the talk but like that that's what i was wanting to say and trying to say in that talk is like a self-help talk kind of says like here are the 78 steps you need to take to get right or whatever mm-hmm. fix your life
1: mm-hmm.
0: and i think like in the gospel I think what we see is like what you need, you know, Martha and Mary, right? Like what you need is you need to sit with Christ.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And that that is the the rootedness, that is the reality, hard stop. Reality is you are in Christ. In Christ you have your calling. You know, Paul talks about his calling, obviously, but like from there, everything, all all the stuff that you are gonna do flows. But the the, the word um, holiday, holy day, is a rest day. Like mm. so, so when we take off from work, we're doing something that that in one sense goes beyond work. But I think actually, if, if I could put it this way, like it actually um, is the foundation of all of our work. It's like we are not working so that we can rest.
1: Mm.
0: We're actually we're actually resting in that that idea of like what do we want well we want to sit with jesus you know i was saying the gospels where he's you know the the pharisees say and even john the baptist interestingly says to jesus like why don't your disciples uh fast right and he just says like well when the bridegroom's with them you you celebrate right. Right? right and so if you can apply that we could you know again shift it a little bit we could say like well when when you're with Jesus, that's where you want to be. Mm-hmm. And what a tragedy! Like God help us! Like what a tragedy if that if you were with Jesus, you wouldn't rest with Him,
1: mm-hmm.
0: right? And and I think we that maybe sounds absurd, but it's so not absurd because we see it happening in the gospel. Right. <laughs> right? Of like Jesus could be sitting right here with us, and and maybe He is, right? Maybe He is if we took if we took the teachings of the Scripture seriously, like, and we're just too busy to be present,
1: right? And I think that's what it, rest is deeply tied to being present Mm -hmm. and also tied to worry and being anxious about the future when we're, we've got enough troubles for the day. And yeah, I think I want to know how to teach my kids to rest well, because I Mm. think culture has a lot to say about what rest should look like and self-care and Mm. all of those lies um even mm-hmm, today in mm-hmm. home in the homeroom i got to do a homeroom which was oh, nice. so very fun ten boom girls shout out um and we were talking about proverbs chapter one and uh, talking about how it's written by a king so it's kingly wisdom and um anyway it was just an it was an interesting <coughs> just to kind of throw out there to them like oh, what do you think this passage says about god and to hear their thoughts about that and i don't know just taking time to be there that was a real gift to me Mm -hmm. i got to be present with them for a few minutes and i really wanted to be Mm -hmm. that was really nice Mm -hmm. it's harder in my own home with my whiny kids (laughs) on a homeschool that like officially all three for three all three of my kids have cried over veritas in Mm -hmm. in week one so if you're out there and you're listening and your kids have cried join the club um but it's harder yeah in our own homes of like finding that um, desire I guess to be present which sounds terrible because I love them yeah. um, but it's almost like it's just it's just harder work with the people you love in your own home yeah. to be present to them um, yeah I really need I need the Lord to, to help me do that mm-hmm. yeah
0: yeah and I, think, I need to
1: put my phone down that also really helps I think
0: it's big I mean I, I do think uh, this this may sound kind of crazy to some people, but I, I I do think one of the the first things that's always been true is it's hardest to love the people you're closest to. Yeah, you know it's it's easy when you're, you know, personally speaking, it's easy when you're in a classroom and somebody's paying you to teach their kids, mm-hmm. right? To be fully dialed in for that mm-hmm. you know fifty minute class or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's just really hard to be faithful day in and day out. You know, it's really hard to just love the people you have to put up with. Um, You know, visitors coming in from Uganda, they're going to stay with us a couple nights, and it'll be easy to be present with Ronnie. Sure. You know? Yeah. It's really hard to be present with my kids.
1: I Um, guess it's like you know your time's limited with those other people. Like, maybe that's what it is. It's like, I know I have this amount of time. So mm-hmm. I can just dial in and, and be with them. And then yeah. with my kids, I'm like, are you going to be here forever in my house? <laughs> How do I get rid of you? <laughs> yeah, a couple of my kids say they want to live with me forever. And I'm always like, oh, Lord, send them send them a husband."
0: <laughs> Far away. <laughs> That's funny. No, I mean, so I, I mean, I do think there are, you know, you mentioned anxiety. You, you mentioned, um, again, distraction, phones, things like that. I mean, I, I think... All of those things play into, I mean, in different ways, like us neglecting our duty. So we could say neglecting our work, right? Um, it could be uh, full of sloth. I heard uh, Adam Bloom talked about this in his curiosity talk of the vice of sloth or slothy being a, um, a neg- um, an ignorance of your duty. So, uh-huh. like, usually we think of sloth as, like, staying in bed and, like, you know, smoking mm-hmm. a pipe or, you know, doing nothing, you mm-hmm. know. It, but ironically, like overworking, uh, uh, what do we call this? Uh, working all the time. What's workaholic. This? Workaholic. Thank you. Yeah. Being like a workaholic. Yeah. Th- that's actually the same vice, because uh, you're not doing your duty, and like uh, so you you may have multiple duties you're called to. For example, as a as a wife, as a mom, as a as an athletic director, as a coach, right? And so you have these competing duties, and sadly, sometimes again to go back to like I think why why work is so dangerous is because you get kudos there, maybe, Absolutely. right? You get money yeah. there. You get uh, accolades, You know whatever those things are that you, that you can um, tap meaning from. And it's right. like, and I'm saying this yesterday was Sunday. It is really hard. Like yesterday, I did a pretty lousy job of resting. Mm. Like I just wanted something to do. Like mm-hmm. I wanted and and that's where I think like kind of the last step, um, which you kind of hinted at, is like that's where I do think you have to. You have to look at like what are those systems? What are those practices? What are those mm-hmm. habits? Those rules of our household, so to speak, that we're going to have, um, to in this case, like help us rest better. So, for example, like we're not going uh, to we're not going to check our email on Sunday,
1: mm-hmm. or we're mm-hmm. not
0: going to use our cell phones. Or, you know, what are the mm-hmm. what are those things? And, and I, I'm not trying to pick on technology. I'll just I'm just picking on myself, yeah. and that is to say, like screens are like the omnipresent distraction mm-hmm. and most of us have you know texts or emails or whatever that we get that put us into work mode
1: you mm-hmm. know and, mm-hmm. and
0: um, I think it's easy Th- those are kind of easy rules to set up I think those negative rules like whatever no, no email checking mm-hmm. I think those are fine, those are good, I have those I think the better set of rules, the more life giving set of rules if I could put it that way uh, like when you think of the greatest commandment, it's not like you shall not love other things more than the Lord.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: The, the greatest commandment is like you shall love the Lord, right? Yeah. And
1: It's an affirmative. It's an
0: affirmative, right. Yeah. And I'm not, again, I'm not against negative rules. Sure, but exist. I tend
1: to be bad at the negative ones. But even as you're talking, I was thinking of one particular affirmative that came out of community training. Oh. For me, that has helped. What? Ginger Friesen in her class, which we just need to have her on because yeah. it was so yes, great. I'm in sure. her breakout she talked about having a commonplace book which mm. she has had for, and I am like, I've been writing, I have, I don't know, 15 journals, since I was like 8, I've been writing in journals, lots of journals. But they're everything, and it's everywhere. It's Sundays, and it's Wednesday nights, and it's random, you know, ad somebody said something in an admin meeting, you will never find anything, and you would right. have to read all of them. Right. So, her commonplace book thing made so much sense, and so I went home and I was like, I'm doing this, and I started it. And so, and it's not like a I didn't set it as a rule of like, I'm going to do this 20 minutes. Okay, I did, but sure. kind of in my brain, but not yeah. out loud. Sure. But then it just happened that I really liked doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And it became it's become an affirmative of like, you no, know, I, I actually like to sit down. And all I'm doing is copying quotes from a book. And I'm starting with my favorite book on grief. Um, and it's going to take me a while because I underlined most of the book. So I'm <laughs> kind of rewriting a book. But it's been so... Life giving just to sit and write and think about the quote. And then last night I read a couple out loud to Charlie just because yeah. I like to hear words out loud.
0: Yeah, and then you share them and yeah. Well, and that, and that, I mean, that's kind of that affirmative side of it. So, like, for example, and again, I'm not saying these have to be anybody else's, but I'm, I'm, I was just thinking about this yesterday. uh Rush, our fourth grader, and I went for a run. And uh, honestly, without, I'll go back to community and then I'll come back to this, but like, without cross-country, I would not be running with my kids. Mm. Like, like cross-country has actually showed me some huge holes in myself as a dad, mm-hmm. as a parent with my boys. And so I'm really thankful, again, of how the community has, the, you know, Bo Evans and Pat Samani have kind of held that mirror up to me mm-hmm. and up to my boys in a, in a way that I, I pray is is a good thing. The The, the positive thing I would kind of, recommend to any of us is kind of like a commonplace book, for example, is like, okay, I believe words matter, right? I believe there are these quotes and these ideas that are significant. So how can I have that more? So for example, I believe that Man, being outside, Greenville's beautiful. The fall's beautiful. Can Could we commit to, hey, we're going to w- do a walk around our neighborhood mm-hmm, before mm-hmm, dinner or mm-hmm. after dinner or whatever each night. Or, hey, on a Sunday, Sunday afternoons, we're going to take a walk. Mm-hmm. Or Sunday afternoons, we're going to take a nap with our youngest. He's starting to give that up. But, like, those kinds of, like, positive habits that, again, they're not, like, they're not, they're not you know, we're going to launch a rocket to the moon. That's way right. too far away. Yeah. Like, keep it simple keep it short you know not i'm going to write 7000 quotes you right. know but like no. i'm i'm going to write whatever quotes i found in yeah. you know sunday sermon or whatever it is you know and i don't i don't think it has to be complicated but i think having something to do ironically right something restful to do like take a walk around your neighborhood I don't think that breaks uh, the Sabbath (laughs) commandment, right? To take a walk. I hope
1: not.
0: uh, Hey, we're gonna go on a hike with some friends, or Mm -hmm. we're gonna go. We have some friends we go to the park with and and play baseball on Sundays sometimes, or you know, disc golf or whatever it is. So, I I think, I think being intentional about planning those things that again we think it's good to be outside, or we think it's good to go for a walk or a run or whatever it is, um, that can help protect us from the phone or from the screen or from the you know work or whatever those temptations are um and it does it involves having time and space set apart to do to not do you know to 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 rest right and then you're able to launch into the week again the purpose isn't so that you can launch into the week right rest is good in and of itself yeah right but but I always find like coming out of a restful day, I am ready to go. Like I'm
1: Right ready to right. hit the
0: ground running. In and a way I think,
1: that I wouldn't be. Yeah, you kinda of touched on it. Rest doesn't have to happen in like solitude. Like I don't I think I used to think that, that yeah. like and and I don't mind being my like, I'll be by myself. That mm-hmm. is way cool. Probably mm-hmm. too cool for me. Like mm-hmm. I need to God's funny. He gave me Charlie. If you know him, <laughs> he's not a by himself person. So like sometimes He is like, we're going to go to this dinner with friends. And I'm like dragging my feet Mm. like, don't make me do it. And then we go and I find out, oh, it's super restful to be around other people sometimes. You know, if it's those kind of people who are easy to be around. And we all know, I hope we all have at least one couple of friends in our life that Mm. is easy to be around. And I leave those thinking, what? I'm such an idiot. I didn't want to go to that thing because I thought it would make me tired. Right. I don't like to be tired right. and actually I'm leaving, um, full of life. Yeah. yeah so.
0: Hmm. Well, thanks. Thanks for letting us tease that out. I hope that's helpful.
1: It is helpful, but I'm, now I'm like very wary
0: of oh, yeah. things don't I understand. don't want to talk about. Well, well, I will. So, so we'll end with our, our like one recommendation, one thing you're reading or watching. Oh, right, I, I right. will make a, a recommendation. One, well, I'll make a couple on, on the rest topic. So. Okay. If, if somebody wants a deep dive philosophically into some of these ideas, there's a book by a philosopher named Josef Pieper um, called Leisure, the Basis of Culture. So it's just Leisure, the Basis of Culture. And he just kind of teases out that idea of like how is rest at the center of religion, cult, cultist, culture in that sense. Um, so that's that's more of – it's only like a 40-page book, so you could – it's not long, but it's, it's dense. Um, yeah. It's very <laughs> dense, <laughs> but then one that could also be helpful. There's a couple books that come to my mind, but one, um, it's called The Common Rule, I think that's by Justin Whitmore Early. I think okay. he that's him, The Common Rule, and that's that's kind of more into that like how to. He kind of takes it yeah. from like biblical principle into the how to. Okay, that's good. There's another one called The Ruthless Elimination of, of Hurry, hurry I've been, by John Mark Comer. Was. Yeah, it's a good one, too. Okay. So, again, those are all the same book, but but they're they're Similar. Yeah, they're in the ballpark on some Except of those topics. Except
1: that one with the ancient people.
0: Yeah, the yeah. Joseph people. He's not ancient. He actually he came out of like, uh, communism, which is really interesting to hear a, a guy who grew up in, in within communism kind of writing about the the how work was understood. You know, mm. so there's that kind of infamous saying of like work will set you free. Okay. And uh, so he he kind of hits that head on of like no work doesn't set you free. Like Christ sets you free, and that is that is rooted in grace. And therefore, rest is at the heart of um, freedom in Christ. So,
1: Are you cool enough to link those? Do you know yes, how to do that? I will link those. Thank oh, you. Yeah. I
0: do know how to do it. Anything you're reading or watching? or
1: I am uh, rereading uh, the book. My favorite book on grief is by Jerry Sitzer, and it's called A Grace Disguised, which is a pretty intense title. If you know his story, that he lost three generations in one car wreck. His mom, his wife, and his daughter, and he had three kids left to race and it was a drunk driver. Mm. I mean, raw and like just beautifully written. He never wrote another book. He's um I think he's a professor and it's just it's the best thing I've ever read on grief. And I feel like mm. I've read quite a few books. But um it was the first one recommended to me by a dear friend, so mm. A Grace Disguised. That's what I'm rereading right now. And I'm gonna get into Run with the
0: Oh, running horses, with the horses! Uh-huh. Thanks to Ben Wallace, uh-huh. I think
1: he mentioned it in his um, talk. So I'm going to be reading that. Yeah.
0: Awesome. Well, that's it for us today. Again, you'll, you'll, we'll get some more guests on, and uh, if you if you'd like this listening to us we usually try not to listen to ourselves talk but if if this was all right for you please let us know and uh, if you're a
1: student being forced to listen we're sorry (laughs) we apologize
0: we have learned that some students are being forced to listen to us but um
1: you're gonna be okay
0: that's it yeah i'm gonna go teach a class on jonah we're we're starting with uh, translating jonah from the latin so nice anyway it's really fun
1: Okay, so, great. That's
0: what I'm up to. And then we've got some meetings. But until next time, I hope you all live well, and uh, we'll see you soon.
1: Thanks for listening.